am I rightster or am I wrong? How do these journalists come up with the worst possible post-game press conferences to ask these athletes? The NFL is canceling the Pro Bowl, which brings up questions. Will it make it through the rest of the season? Uh, We got protocols and we got updates. The Jets, their head coach Adam Gase is a saboteur and he's further destroying that team when he released what allowed Le'Veon Bell to be released and the GM Joe Douglas is complicit. Florida coach Dan Mullins is a prime example of why coaches cannot be in charge of player safety. This dude is backpedaling his pack the swamp comments better than his DBs now that his game against LSU is canceled. Ice Cube is supposedly working with Donald Trump on the platinum plan. That came out of nowhere. And of course, my parting shot. Am I Reister or am I wrong is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire. Facts only here. Make sure you check your feelings at the door. You hang them up on the coat rack because this ain't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, or any social justice warriors. And of course, no BS because I always keep it 100. Uh, If you guys want to actually make sure that you leave a five-star rating wherever you're listening to podcasts. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, leave a thumbs up, get notifications. But most importantly, subscribe and share. Tell a friend, send them a text message, an email, whatever it is that you need to do. Um, I already told you guys I appreciate you because the podcast grew over 40% last month and it is because of people like you. So if you want to get a hold of me, shoot me an email, gwpodcast at unafraidshow.com or at George Reister on Twitter. And uh, you can also listen to me on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast and Fox Sports Radio Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 5 to 8 Eastern time and weekdays filling in. But we're going to start with on a lighter note than we usually start with. And that's with the NFL, well, with uh, these post-game press conferences. We always see terrible post-game press conference questions. And we had two in the last two days coming from baseball. So that's where we're going to start. Here are the examples. The first one, Walker Bueller, pitcher for the Dodgers. Young kid. He wears these tight pants dude like lululemon tight they look like leggings all that that's what he does and here is what he here's the question that he was asked after the dodgers lost five to one in the first game of the nlcs here is the question hey walker uh walker bueller's pants were trending on twitter tonight um pray another time or place michael thank you walker I don't blame him. I would have got up and walked my ass up out the way too. Uh, You're asking me about my pants trending on Twitter. You know what this dude did, the journalist, uh, whatever, whoever he writes for did. He was like, ooh, ooh, I'm going to ask this question. In the third inning, he decided to ask this question no matter what, no matter what happened. And that's what you got, a terrible question. And then after game two, you got another bad question going to uh, Mark Melancon, the Braves closer. The Braves were up eight to three, heading into the bottom of the ninth. They won the game eight to seven. He only gave up one hit and one run, but they asked him about blowing the lead. Here is what the question. Hey, Walker. Uh, 
Go ahead, DOB. Mark, can you look at this as, uh, yeah, you guys almost blew the entire lead, but can you look at it as, hey, we survived, and that's all the postseason's about. You showed something there in the, in the end by, you know, against a team like that. I mean, you're up 2-0 now, however you got there. I don't – I mean, can you take a positive out of it, even though you blew most of that lead? You still we, we didn't blow a lead. I don't, I don't really understand your question. Can you still take something positive out of this? You're still up 2-0 in the series despite, you know, blowing a big lead. Can you leave this thing feeling, you know, good that you survived this game? I think that's a terrible question. I'm not even going to answer it. That was bad. That was absolutely horrendous. A horrendous question. And I'm going to tell you, these dudes, how does it get asked about blowing the lead? Here's a word of advice because I interview people all the time on the radio, sometimes on the podcast. Think about it backwards. Like how, what do you want to know? And then construct a question. Don't go up there trying to be funny, trying to be cute. Ask a question that you really genuinely want the answer to. Don't do that. On to the next thing. The NFL, they have canceled the Pro Bowl and is focusing on just the regular season and the postseason because of the coronavirus. The league announced that on Wednesday. Las Vegas was supposed to host the Pro Bowl this year, but they'll get it in 2021. So that brings up questions. Will the NFL season actually finish? Here are my thoughts on it. So I tweeted out, if, if you get a chance to check it out after, there's a good article explaining all of the NFL protocols, everything from preseason camp all the way down to how they handle it. Will the NFL finish? Yes, probably. Um, because it's in a different situation than the Major League Baseball was in, which is clearly finishing. Because from the beginning, I said that they have some inherent problems, which are instead of dealing with, you know, 26 to 27 players on a roster, you're dealing with 65, 65 plus. And then you have to have so many players coming in and out because of injuries. They are bigger people. Yes, they are healthy, the linemen, but they're, but some of them do have pre-existing conditions and just being bigger, 300 pounds, 280, 290, and some of them are not all looking like Aaron Donald. So you have a higher risk, a higher potential for something to go wrong. Not that the statistics say it will, but it is definitely possible. And like I said, there are people with pre-existing conditions, despite it being a majority healthy population. Uh, players do have everything from sickle cell, diabetes, all the way down to other things that uh, normal Americans have. Getting 65 guys who, yes, they're getting paid. Yes, they're getting tested. All of that to stay on the same page is tough because factors come in. You have players who get injured. They're mad about playing time. You get in a fight with your wife, problems with money, problems with your family, problems with your kids. People drink, they smoke weed, they do other things that contribute to bad decision-making on top of consistently making good decisions and life is tough just in general. So that's why the NFL has its problems. And they've also implemented new protocols. 
and those are going to go into place and they've also made sure that teams comply we talked about the memos that have gone out about that compliance will be forced it will be mandatory that they will do whatever they need to do to enforce them but the 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 biggest question is how did they do it so there are a couple of options you can do like the mlb for bubble in different cities so you can have essentially two or three locations where people are going well two or four locations where the playoff games are going to be played which is optimal you can put uh to, there's going to be seven teams that make the playoffs from each conference this year so you can put both sets of seven in different locations and have them there for a short period of time because it actually makes a lot of sense to do that that way you can make sure that you get your playoffs off and you do get a championship the other thing the nfl can do is shorten the game by shorten the season by one game and give everybody an additional bye week that way when you do have positive tests or outbreaks or whatever it is which are inevitable because you're dealing with so many people who go home some of them kids go to school each state has different protocols so then you will have an opportunity to uh, reschedule these games and also give the players enough rest on their bye week to help their bodies recover. So that's what the NFL needs to do to make sure that it finishes the season, which I believe it will. But there is potential danger for some bad for something bad to happen and not just people getting sick or being asymptomatic and getting better. Now on to Adam Gase, who is a uh, saboteur, head coach of the Jets. This dude is destroying the Jets. He just every move he makes, and he further did it by co-signing Le'Veon Bell being released, and the general manager Joe Douglas is complicit in the matter. Think about this. I always like to equate a lot of these things to the real world. And these are typical workplace issues because culture matters at your job. Culture matters big time because people want to, uh, people will take less to be in a place that they love because we all want happiness. We want a great work environment. We want something we can believe in. We want security, financial, and safety. We want a city that we want to live in. And we want love and money. Those are the things that we all want. No matter where you work, no matter whether you're a professional athlete or a trash man, nail technician, engineer, doctor, whatever, you all want those things. And Adam Gates is doing none of those things because he's a terrible, terrible coach. Running off great players, Jamal Adams, Le'Veon Bell. You got a toxic work environment. Nobody likes him except the owner. Free agents don't want to be there. And there is nothing about the Jets that's gotten better since Adam Gase has been there. Think about this. Like, we're quickly. He played his rookie, Makai uh, Becton. He played him knowing that he had an injury. He was in emergency use only. Only lasted 17 snaps. And he was your starter. So he wasn't good enough to start, but he was healthy enough to play in emergency use? What kind of sense does that make? Uh, Jamal Adams, you run him off. Le'Veon Bell, 
He didn't just fall off the face of the earth. He's 28 years old in his seventh year, and he just had a year off two years ago. Like, letting talent go for a failed coach is stupid. And the general manager is co-signing. I know he just got there, but you cannot co-sign stupidity. Next thing up, Dan Mullins, head coach of the University of Florida. This dude is backpedaling after his packed the swamp comments. He's backpedaling better than his DBs. Their game against LSU this weekend has been postponed. And this is a prime example of why coaches cannot be in charge of player safety because they lose their mind being coaches. They lose their mind being coaches. I can sit. It, it, it's just crazy to me how people don't understand that coaches are all about ball. They will sacrifice things. It, it, it's not even a knock. It's just the reality. They care about ball. They sacrifice their families. They sacrifice time, their bodies, whatever, because ball matters the most. And that's why they're successful. So it's not even a knock on them. It's just reality. And Dan Mullins fell into the biggest trap that coaches fall into, which is being coaches. So they just lost to Texas A&M. They played in College Station. They lost. Uh, there were fans there, and Dan Mullins was jealous. He said that the crowd was definitely a factor in the game while they lost, and he wants their governor in Florida, Ron DeSantis, uh, because he passed the thing saying that the – uh, Miami Dolphins could have a full stadium. So he wanted the same thing at the University of Florida. He wants 90,000 people in the swamp to give him a home field advantage. This is where coaches fall into being coaches instead of actually using the big head. And Dan Mullins talking about that the protocols were certainly a factor in the game. And then he backpedaled. This dude backpedaled. Their facilities got shut down on Tuesday. On Tuesday, but today, Wednesday morning, he said, whatever our local health officials come out and say, that's the number of people I want to allow to our game right now. What? Just because you can do something does not mean that you should do it. It's a bad idea. People should be allowed to be at games. In my opinion, social distancing, maybe like 20, 25% capacity. People uh, spread out and all of that. That's about it, man. That's literally about it. And there should be mandatory mask wearing or you get kicked the hell out of the game. Like that's it. Because the, the fact that your city, that you could be putting your city in danger, which means you're putting yourself, your family and all of that in danger, despite the low risk, people still do die. Bill Allen, who is a law school grad uh, from the University of Florida, he wrote him a letter and he had this to say. I, he said to coach Mullins to lose all responsible judgment about the deadliest pandemic in a century did surprise me since he seemed to publicly be concerned about the measures taking place to protect players. I guess he thinks fans and citizens in the community are more expendable. This is the problem. He's not a bad guy. I don't think Dan Mullins is a bad guy. He's a football coach and football coaches do what football coaches do, which is want to play ball. The team had 18 positive tests. 
amongst scholarship players and three walk-ons. Come on, man. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, next thing up, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, NWA Ice Cube is supposedly working with Donald Trump on his platinum plan. You don't know what the platinum plan is. I had to look it up and read about it too. Supposedly, it's supposed to be increased access to capital in black communities by almost $5 billion, 3 million new jobs for the black community, creating 500,000 new black owned businesses, uh, increased access to capital in the black communities, safe urban neighborhoods with the highest policing standards, commit to on a second step act, immigration policies that uh, protect American jobs, blah, blah, blah. Right. So. People are black people, obviously, are labeling Ice Cube a sellout. They're like he they're calling him a sellout, call him a coon for working with Donald Trump. All this. Here is the truth. This may be an unpopular opinion, but I already told you, check your feelings at the door. You have to work with whoever is in power to get change. Jay-Z teamed up with the NFL. The optics kind of look bad, but if you have no power in life, guess what? You cannot affect change. You are subject to whatever people will do to you. You have to work with people in power. But if Ice Cube does not support Donald Trump, like if he's voting for a different candidate, then he allowed himself to be used because the election is in less than a month. You have the president will be out of the office or or re or reelected. But if he's voted out, he'll be out January 20th, January 20th. So if I I don't know who Ice Cube supports, he's allowed to support whoever he wants to. But if he is not, he allowed himself to be used because of timing. This is reelection time and this is promise season. This is promise and not deliver season. It's just the truth. Politicians all over the country are making all these promises that they either really mean and really want to do, or they're just lying through their damn teeth. And if you're a Christian, which I am, nothing about his behavior says that philanderer cheats people lie. I mean, come on, dude. And that's the truth. But oh, well, well, well what about Biden, his family? Okay, what, dude? Like, I, I would say that Biden has more integrity, but at the same time, he's been in the uh, politics for 44 years or however long. He should have done a lot of things differently. This is why we need term limits and all these other things. But there has to be a better choice. This is what I feel. I don't I didn't love my options last election. I don't love my options this election. I am a person who would have voted for Andrew Yang. I am a person who feels that we need better choices, but I don't think that ice cube should be labeled a sellout. I think we need to wait on the facts to come out. If he did not support Trump, he messed up because he got used. My parting shot today. I'm a coronavirus moderate. I am like, there are people who won't come out of their house. There are people who uh, say it's nothing, won't wear masks. I think that they're idiots. And unless you have pre-existing conditions, like, eh, I mean, if I'm outside running and nobody else is around, I'm not wearing a mask. Sorry. So you can call, I'm a coronavirus moderate. 
I believe that we should be doing things and doing things safely. Wearing a mask should be absolutely mandatory. No large groups, no people without masks. You should have testing. And when there's a vaccine, uh, I'm still not taking it because it takes long time to make vaccines safe. You don't know what the side term, the uh, uh, long-term side effects are or the long-term health consequences of it. That's why they take years to develop. And also we don't even know if it works. So that's why I'm a coronavirus moderate. And I think there's a lot of people who are with me because I do believe that this mask wearing is absolutely necessary because families and relationships are the most valuable thing. It's not playing sports. It's not having bars opening up. It's grandma being able to see her grandkids. It's aunties being able to see brothers and sisters. It's friends being able to communicate and, and actually spend time with each other. Those are the things that we should be trying to make as safe as possible. Because just saying that old people should have to be uh, isolated from everybody else is dirty and it's wrong. Am I right, sir? Am I wrong? I'm probably right, sir. But if not, leave me a comment. Peace out. Catch you guys later.